Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Interfaith Campus. This is the host, Melissa Gremby. This episode, we are going to be joined by um, a U of M senior, Donna Newman. Um, first of all, I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing your story with all of us. Um, and I want to give you the first couple of seconds to kind of give us a little bit of background on you and who you are and what you're a part of. Yeah. Um, so I'm a senior in the School of Kinesiology. Yes. Um, I'm from originally from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I um, moved to Michigan because I like the change of weather. And I am going back to Florida in a month after graduation to take a gap year and work and apply to PA programs. And then hopefully I will um, get accepted to a PA program in Florida. That's the goal. And then I'm going to actually go to Israel over the rest of my gap year to um, learn about Judaism more. Yeah, thank you so much for the brief introduction and sharing about your past four years here at U of M, as well as what you plan to do in the future. And congratulations on graduating. Um, with that being said, I was hoping that you could kind of tell us a little bit about your religious, spiritual, or secular identity growing up. Because I'm a special case. I grew up very differently than I am right now. So I grew up, um, my, both my parents are from Israel, and they moved to Florida when they were both about teenagers. And both of their families were not so religious. So um, the Israeli way of kind of like going about religion is just doing the traditional things. So like traditional Judaism looks like eating a big family meal every Friday night and calling it Shabbat dinner, um, lighting candles, maybe um, eating yummy food, kind of like making it a more special dinner than the rest of the week. Um, And kind of like, acknowledging holidays and maybe like doing holiday meals, but not really knowing what they're about or how important they are to the Jewish people. Um, So it was very like basic surface level. However, my Judaism and my Israeliness was always like a huge part of my identity, even though um, I didn't observe it so strongly. Like I was I was a very, like, I didn't pray. I didn't ever go to, like, a synagogue. I My family didn't, they barely, like, kept the holidays correctly. But because we all spoke Hebrew, it was such a um, kind of, like, we were very outwardly Jewish. So we spoke Hebrew and we did Shabbat dinner, but it wasn't so strong. But um, I always went to, like, a Jewish day school my parents um, always did Shabbat meals unless, you know, like we were on a vacation and then it wasn't so important. So we would skip it. But for the most part, like I was very much instilled with Judaism um, growing up, just not religiously. Did you like um, when you were younger, did you feel like a, a pull to it or were you just kind of like, I'm doing this because my parents are doing it and that's what it- Yes. So in fact, I felt a pull to it when my parents weren't doing it. So like my, so like 
the observing of the Sabbath, or like we call it Shabbat, is a 25-hour, like, put your phones away, put your TVs away, computers, homework, you know, don't even cook. And so, like, my family didn't do that. But my best friend growing up did that. And I used to spend every week at her house um, because of how much I enjoyed it. And so I really felt a strong pull to it. And um, I never really saw myself doing it, so to speak. Like, I never said, one day I will put in the work to be able to do this myself. But I really, really enjoyed it. And I said, like, there's something about this that feels so right. Right. Um, so how would you describe your religious spiritual identity now? So um, when I got to college, there was this um, kind of like dichotomy. You're either Jewish, but you don't do anything at all. You kind of just like acknowledge maybe the holidays. But if your family isn't around to kind of like force you to have a Rosh Hashanah meal, you're not going to go to one, even if it's completely free. And so the other option was the Jews that, you know, practice daily and are passionate about it and, you know, make it their whole life. And so just because I felt more connected to it than not, I just gravitated towards the Jews that practiced it in their daily life. And so that um, led me to go to Shabbat dinners every week. And then eventually I ended up dating someone who is much, much, much more religious than I am. And so he really brought me into the community and he um, taught me a lot about Judaism, introduced me to the rabbis on campus and his friends and what it means to really keep Shabbat and what it means to really keep kosher. And it was so eye-opening to me, and it was such an interesting um, kind of new outlook that I had on life. And I enjoyed it so, so much that I really started wanting to do them for myself also. So with time, like in the beginning of our relationship, he would keep Shabbat, and I would kind of like go to the library after Shabbat dinner. And then with time, I ended up like doing it with him and he would teach me. He would really be like my mentor in a really nice way. And um, eventually we broke up because of religious differences, to be honest. He, He got a lot more religious than I ever imagined. And I was just like, at a baby step still. And so he didn't feel like we could really sustain a relationship. We were doing totally different things. Like, for example, like one of the tenets of Orthodox dating is um, abstaining from all touch. And so in a college world and to someone who never's done that before, it was such a kind of like culture shock that that it wasn't worth it to continue. Yeah. So when we broke up, um, it was actually like an even stronger push for me to really um, internalize like what is my own Jewish identity? Because all my life, it was one thing. And then since I was dating him, it's been different. But I needed to really find it on my own. 
So breaking up with him was for Jewish identity as it forced me to learn how to keep a kosher kitchen of my own and how to keep Shabbat by myself when it's not fun and um, to really learn like why I'm doing what I'm even doing. And so I, um, ever since we broke up, which is like almost two years ago, I've really been working on my own spiritual growth. So, so at the moment, like I keep Shabbat, I've been keeping Shabbat for a year and a half now. Um, which means I haven't done homework, used my phone, watched TV, cooked any foods, taken a hot shower, got in a car. I haven't done any of that in a year and a half on Saturdays from Friday night down to Saturday night down. Um, I keep kosher, which means I haven't eaten any um, meat with any milks, like cheese, in the same like three hour time span for almost a year now. I took out pork, shellfish from my diet, everything like that. Um, I learned with a rabbi and um, I learned Judaism like at least three to four times a week. I learned about, you know, my ancestors and what it means to be Jewish and the beauty about prayers and all that. I've actually been praying for the past like three, four months every morning when I wake up. Um, so that's where I am right now. I am kind of still in this phase of growth where I'm going in a few months to Israel to keep exploring my Judaism and my identity because I think that it's an important time in my life. You know, it's before like I'm a real adult, but I still kind of have this period of like, let me use it wisely and figure out who I am, who I want to be before I, you know, have a boyfriend, get married, move, have a job, and just like set. So as a college student, and especially as a college senior, I'm sure you have a lot on your plate. Um, and a lot of people feel like they don't have time to practice their religion or they don't have time for their faith. So kind of how do you balance that with extracurriculars, with your classes, um, with social life, with graduating? Um, so it's actually a really good question. So when I started keeping Shabbat two years ago, I am such a nerd. I think everyone in this school is. And I had the most anxiety mm -hmm. from not doing homework. But I felt like that was a really good starting point because it was kind of like a win-win. It was like, I get to take a break every day of the week. Like every every a day and at the same time I get to kind of get a little bit closer to Judaism so I was like I could definitely use a break but it right. made me really nervous because I said like if I used to study for seven days a week and now I'm studying six days a week like obviously my grades will go down so I got really nervous and my parents who are really against my religious growth told me like if this hurts your grades I will put an end to it. And so I got really nervous and I was like, I really have to up my grades in order to prove to myself and to everyone around me that I can do it and that it shouldn't really affect my grades. If, if it happens to people, like there are people that, you know, don't work and make less money because of it. Like I can easily just work around it. So I, I realized with it is that 
not only did my grades literally, literally go up, since I started keeping Shabbat, I've been a straight A student. And that was not the case beforehand. But I found that when you take a break every week from school, you come back the next day more refreshed and more ready for the week. Whereas if you study for seven days a week, you never have a break. You're always running on like fumes and you never kind of like sit and regroup. But the break that I have every week really helps me to kind of like have more motivation the next day. So it's been really helpful in terms of school. And I find that like, I use that day so wisely, like I get rest in and I get some socializing in and I do some reading and like, not only is Shabbat really enjoyable, but it's really used for rest. So like, it's, it's really twofold the way that it helps me in my schoolwork. So right. in school, it's really been helpful. It's not been so difficult. Like, for example, waking up a half hour earlier every day to have the time to pray has been a little bit of an adjustment for me because I'm not such an early waker, but I think it's worth it. Like, I, I make time for what's important. So, like, for example, actually, you are you a senior? I am, yes. So you probably know my struggle, but, like, it's the last two weeks of school. And so yeah. all my friends are kind of like, let's get in every single party and every single opportunity. But so like, it's starting to conflict with my Shabbat observance. And I'll just kind of try to like accommodate and say like, on Saturdays, I don't um, party. And so if you guys want to party, let's do it on Thursdays or on Tuesdays or on Friday during the day. And so like, I'll work around it. But I try my hardest to like, keep my friendships and keep my connections to to the secular world while also being able to like maintain my my Judaism and my spiritual my spirituality especially on Saturdays like one of the things that I believe in is that you know God has our back and so if I'm giving up an entire 25 hours to kind of like follow his commandment of not studying on Shabbat, I don't believe that he will spite me or, you know, I think that he will help me to do better in my right. studies because I'm following his commandments. That's kind of like right. the relationship that I have that I think um, helps me stay calm about it. I'm like, why would like, that's the whole idea of keeping Shabbat is that, like, I'm connecting with him. So why would he make my life harder or worse or, you know? So I think that everything happens for a reason. And so if if I even did, God forbid, like, get one bad grade since I started keeping Shabbat, I would not say, like, it's because I did it. It's because I kept Shabbat. I would try to say, like, you know, I'm sure that there's a reason that this happened and it'll all work out. So you've shared a little bit about your spiritual and religious journey since starting at the University of Michigan and how you were able to really develop your connection to Judaism and find the practices and things that work for you within that. Um, but kind of expanding on that, how do they shape your experience on campus in terms of campus engagement? In terms of like engagement on campus, I am the president of the JRC 
And um, so there's a few Jewish organizations on campus. I would say that the JRC is most um, directed towards Jews that don't, don't, how do I say this? Jews like me that didn't have such a strong connection to Judaism growing up. But, um, but it also kind of is directed towards people like me because its goal is to help people like me that don't know so much about it kind of rejoin this community and learn more about it and connect to the rabbis and connect to other students. It's like, it's called Kiruv, which literally in Hebrew means to bring someone closer. So its purpose is to bring Jews closer back to their like Jewish identity. So there's a lot of learning programs. Like there's one called Maimonides where um, every week, like the rabbis give a class and they kind of feed them to kind of incentivize the kids to come. So there'll be like a big dinner and they'll teach them about different Jewish concepts and laws and our ancestors and our history. And so the, um, the, programming of the JRC is to bring Jews in that can be brought closer to God. So like, for example, if I came onto this campus already super Orthodox and religious, they would not be looking at me as like a good candidate, if that makes sense. Not in a negative way, but there are two other Jewish organizations on campus that are meant to kind of provide like the resources for those students so like kosher meals and um places to pray and you know just opportunities for those types of students so for someone like me the jrc was a big part of my jewish identity and my spiritual growth on campus because it was my resource for learning and reconnecting and growing, which the other two Jewish organizations don't specialize in, as I would say, honestly. Right. Um, when did you become involved with the JRC? Did you become involved freshman year? Or so I really became involved you... sophomore year, um, partially because of the boyfriend that introduced me to it, um, but also because like they were kind of off campus for my freshman year. Which I think is a really good point to bring up, actually, because I think um, something to consider is there is a problem with accessibility and finding things with first-year students, and that's our freshman year is when we pick our clubs and what we want to get involved in and the classes that we want to take, and that can definitely change as it um, did with you. You were able to find your spot within the JRC and move up to a leadership position um, as the president. But yeah, I do just think it is really interesting. Um, if you could actually share a little bit more about what kind of motivated you to seek out the leadership position within the JRC, I think that could be really helpful as well. Anyone that walks into this building would feel the warmth of the of the environment that I, I kind of want like to present people to that building to show them how fun it is, how um, they they really like do such a good job at bringing people back to their Judaism that I wanted to kind of, A, give back to the people that brought me back to my Judaism, but also to, to help them with their goal, 
like I'm not trying to make people more Jewish because I understand like the push and pull and the many other factors that go on with people's um, personal religious and spiritual growth. So I'm not trying to like, like even my roommates are Jewish, but don't really like do much more than that. Um, so I would never kind of like insist on anyone becoming more religious or, or learning more Judaism. I really just want to help the rabbis with their job. And, and I'm also just very close with the rabbis. And so it worked out well. Um, But kind of, when did you first become, I don't know, growing up, um, I grew up in a very like homogeneous community. We were all Catholic, white. um, And it wasn't until Michigan that I really had exposure at all to people from different faith backgrounds. Um, And whether or not that is the case for you, but kind of when did you first become aware of people with other religious and spiritual beliefs that are different from your own and kind of what has been rewarding slash challenging about interacting with those people either on campus or just in general? Yeah. So I think that's honestly a really good question for more than one reason. I think that that question hits me in the area of like Judaism and other religions, but also within Judaism, there's like a big riff. Like, as I mentioned, my parents don't agree with Orthodox religious Judaism. And so even just maneuvering like with other Jews that have different belief systems has been really challenging. But in terms of exposure to um, other religions, I also was grown up in a very um, religious bubble. Almost all my friends, I went to a Jewish day school. My family's Jewish. All my friends were Jewish. It was a given. And then I did know that within Judaism, there were differences. And so that kind of gave me my first hint to the the way of the world. But since I got to college, I definitely have had that experience just like you where I'm realizing all these new religions. In fact, I was talking to someone the other day and they were a Seventh-day Adventist and I was mind blown on how similar our practices were. And so it's been really interesting to discuss with other people in college the differences and similarities within our faiths. But um, I actually, when I was a freshman and I was rushing a sorority, one of the things I said was that I knew that I would always find my Jewish friends. I gravitate towards Jews. It's just kind of like the sad truth, which is why I specifically chose a sorority that did not have like a big Jewish um, presence because I knew that I would otherwise never, ever, ever interact with many non-Jews. And so obviously I don't know how much you know about sororities, but it's not really about what I chose. So the Jewish sorority chose me. (laughs) So I didn't really have much of a choice there, (laughs) but honestly, I, I, would probably say that because of that one weird decision my freshman year, I could say I don't have many non-Jewish friends, if any at all. And so, and like the few that I do are from classes. And so I think that it is very important to me to discuss and to be in the same circles as other non-Jews, because I think it's really limiting to only be with your own faith. But um, 
it's definitely been an interesting college experience to kind of see all these different aspects and sides and views of it. No, I think that that um, is a really good point that you bring up. A lot of us find ourselves surrounding ourselves with the same type of people, people who think the same, people who look the same, people who do the same things as us. Um, But putting ourselves outside of those comfort zones and having conversations with people, especially from different um, faith and religious and spiritual backgrounds is really super important and critical in understanding the college space that we're operating in and that we've been operating in for the last four years. Um, so yeah, I think that that's a really good point. Um, and I know that we are at the end of our interview and you have to get to class, but I just want to thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your spiritual journey with me and everyone else. Um, it's definitely not an easy thing to do. And I really appreciate how genuine and open and, um, understanding you've been throughout the conversation. So, um, I wish you the best of luck in the future and thank you so much.